morning, OCC. How you doing today? Man, it is good to see so many of you here today. Earlier today, we reopened our children's and our student, our middle school. So yeah, it was great to have those kids with us. Man, it's exciting. And uh, just good to see you all here. Uh, so whether you're here in the room with us or you're joining us online, and for whatever reason you're here, maybe somebody dragged you with them, a parent dragged you along, a spouse dragged you along, a friend convinced you, maybe you were just scrolling through Facebook and you happened upon something your friend shared and you're joining us right now, whatever reason brought you here, I'm convinced that God was behind it because I think God has a special message for us to hear today. Uh, that includes all of us, myself also. And uh, and so we've been in the series on Jonah. And Jonah was the reluctant prophet. Jonah was the guy who was sent on a mission of mercy. God said, go to Nineveh. Now, for Jonah, that seemed like the worst mission ever, the worst mission trip he can imagine, going to the worst people he can imagine. Though they were his enemies, he was probably thinking, what might those people do to me? And he was thinking, I don't like those people. They don't like me, I don't like them. God, I don't want to go to those people because they're on my list. You know the kind of list I'm talking about. That list of those people that we all have. That list of the people that have wronged us and hurt us. The people we don't like. The people who, dare I say, we might even hate. I think Jonah may have hated the Ninevites because they had tortured and brutalized some of his own people. And we have those lists, don't we? we? We've got the list of people that have wronged us and hurt us. And, and so, friend, I wonder who is on your list? Who's on your list? Because we've got it, right? We, we've got that list of the people who've done us wrong. And we probably haven't written it out, but we've got it tucked away. When we think about those people, they come up. Well, the Ninevites were those people for Jonah and the other Israelites, the Jewish people we find in the Old Testament. So let's recap where we've been in this story of Jonah. God said, Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh. And Jonah was like, that sounds terrible. I'm going to go the other way. So Jonah hopped on a boat and he was sailing for Tarshish, what is now modern day Spain. And he's like, man, that's going to be a beautiful place. That's a whole lot better than Nineveh. So he was heading that way. And God said, Jonah, you're not going to make it there because I'm going to get you where I want you. So God sent a storm and he shook it up and the boat was rocking and rolling and the sailors were scared. And they said, what are we going to do? And Jonah said, oh, this is my fault. You should probably throw me over. And they're like, that's a bad idea. We don't want to throw you over. And by the end of the day, they're like, dude, you're taking a swim. And they tossed him overboard. So then Jonah is in the water and he's sinking down. He's like, you know, come on, give me a little bit there. Right, thank you. So Jonah's sinking down in the water and he's crying out to God. And then a fish comes and Jonah's like, it's not what I meant. Um, and Jonah's all stuck inside a fish for a few days and the fish through the water and all of a sudden, bleh, yaks him up on the shore. He's the nastiest looking beach creature you've ever seen. Nasty, stinky, wrinkled up from fish stuff. And then he makes his way still, it's still a long trek, a few hundred miles to Jonah from there. So not just a beach vacation, Jonah ends up going to Nineveh. And then he preaches a message to the Ninevites, does what God had intended for Jonah to do all along. He preaches this message and the entire city repents and follows God. And that's where we pick it up. Brian did a great job bringing us up to that point last week. Awesome message last week. If you missed it, I encourage you to watch it. But we're going to pick it up right at the end of chapter 3. When God saw what the Ninevites did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. So Jonah has preached... What we see in Scripture is one of the actually the shortest messages we find in Scripture. I think it was a longer message than that, but he boiled it down pretty short when he was writing about it. And the entire city repents. And then check out how Jonah responds. 
But this displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he became what? Angry. What? The dude preaches a message to a city about the size of my old hometown, Springfield, Illinois, about 120,000 people. And the entire city's like, yep, you're right. We've been wrong. We've got to follow your God. And they repent and God relents. And Jonah is just upset. He's all angry. And he is not happy about this. Now, I, I think if you were to poll most preachers today and you ask them, if you were to preach and 120,000 people decide, I'm going to follow Jesus at the end of the message, what emotion are you going to have? I doubt most of them are going to say anger. Probably most of them are going to be battling with things like pride and boasting and arrogance, but not a whole lot of anger. But when we read on in the story, we find out why. So Jonah complained to the Lord about all this. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? That's why I ran away to Tarshish. I knew that you're a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. So just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive. We find out that Jonah has this little kid temper tantrum throwing ability here, don't we? Jonah didn't just run from his holy assignment because he was afraid of the Ninevites. I I think that was part of it. Undeniably, he was afraid of what they might do to him. But I think an at least equal part of that was he knew how God is. And he knew there was a chance that they might relent or they might repent. And so he was afraid that that would happen. And that God would extend mercy to them and they they would begin following God. And Jonah said, God, they don't deserve it. Those people... Those people are evil, they're wicked, they're brutal. Those people don't deserve your love and mercy. Those people deserve to be wiped out. He wasn't afraid just of what they'd do to him. He was afraid of what God would not do to those people. And that's why Jonah ran in the first place. But here he is, he preached this message. And so the Ninevites repented, God relented, and Jonah resented. Oh, somebody give me an amen, man. That was good. That took me a bit to come up with that, right? They repented, God relented, Jonah resented. He throws this pity party, he's angry. He's like, God, that's why I don't want to come. I told you, that's why I don't want to go to Nineveh. Because you're going to forgive those people because that's who you are. You're the God of grace and compassion and mercy. You're going to forgive those people and you should be wiping them out. Not wiping their sin away. I don't like it, God. I don't want to go there. And the words that Jonah used to describe God in this passage are the very same words that God used to describe himself so long ago. Jonah's actually quoting what God said of himself all the way back at Mount Sinai. If we go way back in the story, God had used a man named Moses to lead the Israelites out of Egypt, out of slavery, into and towards the land of Canaan, towards freedom and towards a whole brand new life with God. And, you know, we've heard the story, the, the, uh, the parting of the Red Sea, Moses uh, leads the people through the Red Sea. They go out. And then all of a sudden, you know, Moses is up on the mountaintop with God, receiving the Ten Commandments. And all the rest of the Israelites are like, oh, look, smoke and fire and lights and awesome stuff going on up there. Huh, wonder what's going on with Moses and God. I don't know. Hey, do you have any gold? Let's melt down all our gold. We'll make an idol and we'll call that God. And we'll just start following that thing. So that's what happens. These people melt down their gold. They turn to that gold like it's their God. Moses comes off the mountain. For those of you old enough to remember the old movie, Charles Heston comes down as Moses, breaks the Ten Commandments. He's all upset, goes back up. That's what we see. And how does God describe himself there? Moses is all upset at the people. 
God's a little bit upset at the people, the people who've turned their back on God. And God says this of himself in Exodus 34. I am Yahweh. I am the Lord. I am the God of compassion and mercy. That's how he defines himself. All the other gods you could follow, all the other gods of the ancient Middle Eastern, Near Eastern world. It says, I'm different because I'm a God of compassion and mercy. I'm the true God. I am slow to get angry. I'm filled with unfailing love and faithfulness to my people. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, I forgive your rebellion, and I forgive sin. That's who I am. That's what characterizes me. I am your God, the God of compassion and mercy. Now, Jonah is quoting this. Jonah knew that God's very own people had turned their backs on God immediately before this happened. And this is how God described himself to them. God relented and showed mercy and forgiveness. Jonah himself had run from God, had turned his back on God and run from God. And then Moses in, or Moses, Jonah's in the water, sinking in the sea, crying out, hoping God will be who God says he is. And God forgives him, restores him. Gets him back on mission. Do you hear the hypocrisy in Jonah's voice? God, you're going to forgive those Ninevites the same way you forgive your own people. You're going to forgive those Ninevites the same way you forgave me. But they don't deserve it. Somehow he did. Somehow the Israelites did deserve it. No, these, these Ninevites, they are too far gone. They're worse than we are, God. Do you hear it in his voice? And so the Lord asked Jonah a question. The Lord says, Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about this? How's that going for you, Jonah? In fact, the Hebrew is a little ambiguous here. We could actually translate it this way if God were a little more snarky. And I think God just may have been in that moment. Jonah, what right do you have to be angry? What right do you have? (laughs) You think you deserve to be angry about this? Jonah, where do you get off with that? Come on now. And so Jonah's response 